This is the second time of trying to start the recording today. <clears throat> but hello everyone and welcome to the fourth episode of What a Load of Mum Sense. And we're not promising a less whingy <laughs> session today. <laughs> and I feel like it might be just um, bad luck that I'm back in the sparkly leggings again. I thought it might brighten the mood, but I'm but feeling... But at least you're looking like you're trying to be optimistic. <laughs> I look like either I'm going to a funeral or I'm something out of men in black. Could I be wearing more black? Even your coffee me. cup is my black. My coffee cup, my glasses, my shoes, a full-on black maxi dress. I It's like I'm in mourning. <laughs> We're not sure quite what, but... At least you've gone for... You're trying sparkly. to be sparkly I am trying to be very festive. And um, as I thought, I had a very, like, crazy lioness moment. But Nicola thought hair was okay today as well. Yeah. So we've just got in Rowena's car this morning, which is looking quite tidy. Yeah, Mr T had enough and took it for a car wash. He was like, I am taking your disgusting car for a car wash. Okay. Well, thank you. It's all good. And apparently, this is how bad it is. Um, The very kind men who we pay to wash it... um, were not very happy because I think it took three times the amount of a normal slot oh. of all the sand and things to get it clean. But it's clean, isn't it? It's quite sparkly. Did they move the car seats as well, please? Because <laughs> we just got in and I looked like I have sat quite uncomfortably and Rowena was like, move the seat, make yourself more comfortable. Well, I've got all the levers down the side, up and down, backwards and forwards. And then I notice Rowena's. <laughs> Your Yours is electric. Seat. Electric, yeah. And Nicola pointed out this is probably quite a patriarchal yeah. designed car. What do you think? Unless they think that women are just the ones that drive. I doubt it, but you know, it's always Or worth. that we can multitask and we can do the up, down, backwards, forwards, forwards. high, lower sort of thing. And yeah. men just have one button. <laughs> to slide backwards. Although I have to tell you, I, am, I do find it quite difficult to do all the levers. I'm generally like flipping myself upside down, trying to slide it back. But yeah, it was an interesting observation today. Now you can all go and check your cars. How many of you have, you can let us know, how many of you have what we call a patriarchal car mm-hmm. and how many of you actually um, have electric on each side? I can't remember, this car is not the same, but I swear there was one car that I used to drive and on also the driving seat there was like a heated seat and the other one there was like nothing either. Only on the driver's side? I think side. so. I think it was on one car. I have to remember which car that was, but I wonder if that was also that. Wow. Strange, isn't it? Can I also point out this morning, we've now got heating on. We've reached yeah. that time of the year. I was going to say, though, it's, it's nippy. nippy. But not only is it nippy, do you not think it's a little bit like an English winter's day today? No. Oh. I'm wearing a dress. <laughs> I'm wearing a summer dress. So it's not an English winter day. But it is Isn't nippy. it grey? Like, I've got bare arms and I got out of the house this morning to get in the car and I was a little bit like, oh, And it's a bit grey. It's a bit grey, yeah. It just feels a bit English today. It feels like like it's taken me home a little bit. An autumnal English morning. It's got that sort of crispy... Have you seen England, (laughs) They've got snow. I have to tell you, although this is... Well, like I said, I always say, this is a really funny story, and it's never that funny, but um, I remember the first year that we moved here, and... I had a friend of mine say, when you come back in December, we'll do something for your birthday. Because I have to tell you, December is just my favourite month. Birthday month, it's festive, I just love December. And I said, that would be so lovely. Why don't we organise a nice picnic in Hyde Park? 
Oh. And I just remember his response saying, uh, Rowena, when was the last time you were in England? Do you actually remember what December is like in England? I don't think a picnic in Hyde Park. Not unless you're in a snowsuit with a no, hot chocolate. I don't know. I think just got used to having such nice warm weather. I was thinking, oh, it'd be really nice. We can sit on a nice picnic blanket and have some sandwiches. <laughs> You didn't do that then? No, no. When I literally... I actually remember the first time coming back because the time zones are a little bit tricky, aren't they, when you travel? Mm. And I remember coming back and feeding the ducks with elders at 2 a.m. Yeah, because 6 a.m. Yeah, and I literally was by the River Thames at 2 a.m. I did not realise... Do you all know that ducks are not on the on the river at 2 a.m.? They're asleep. They're also asleep. I just assumed... They were nocturnal. That they were just ducks. They just swam all day and all night. So not only did I carry her because she was refusing to wear a coat, which I swear children do when they go back to England, and they had, like, they a Rudolph red a nose. But they here, do they? Know, but it was at, I'm like, it's freezing. So she was complaining about it being freezing because she is, like, in a normal jumper with Rudolph the red nose, reindeer nose. And then... I decided to be quiet because we were staying with people to go to the river at 2am and when I got there I was like oh oh now what do we do there was zero ducks did you just throw bread at their head to wake them up <laughs> there weren't there literally were no ducks where do they go oh does anyone know where do ducks go I think they probably go in like under a bridge or something yeah sort of do they have nests like in the riverbed oh, like gosh. amongst the reeds so you know they're hiding so Mr foxy loxy doesn't come and eat them in the middle of the night yeah i wonder do you know i feel like this could be a really good educational post um educational podcast but not because we're educating you i would love for the viewers just to educate us about some of these topics so so far we've got ducks the car situation is it just my car so ducks and cars if anyone wants to educate us on either of those subjects we are we we would love to learn from you my husband has listened to a couple of these. He said he couldn't make it through the last one because it was so windy. I didn't even listen to the last one. I, I thought, didn't. I don't blame you. But he has pointed out a few things which I... Oh, was, no. Yeah. Oh, no. It's the way I pronounce things. Like what? So, <laughs> you know, we had this discussion, marshmallows, marshmallows. Yes. And your <laughs> mum said to us, you know it's marshmallows, don't you? Yeah, we've been saying marshmallows. And we've been saying time. marshmallows. Yeah. And yeah. I bet you were like, well, you probably taught me the word. So you probably said it wrong <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> but we've been saying marshmallows for 30-something yes. years. Um, I also said borrowers instead of borrowers. So I say it's in, it's in their borrowing rather than borrowing. But, yeah, I do. In fact, know. there was a whole load. My husband was like, Do you know that you say this instead of that? And I was but like, But what oh about the cake? If I say go. this, what do you think? Four. The number four. Right, okay. I don't know what it is, but when I'm training clients mm. and I say the number four, they all think it sounds like one. But how does that even sound similar? What? Yes. No. Four more. Does it sound like one? No. Even if I try and mumble it, four, four more. Does it sound like one? I reckon they're having you on, and but whatever it, you're asking across them to the do, board. it's too hard. But it's so across just, the board. They're pretending they're, it's one more. Do you know, I, I used to think that, but then I'm like, how many of them actually say, oh, I thought you said one? But four. F- four more. No, four more? Close, no. close your eyes and just check. Four more. It depends what you're asking me. If I'm lying down, having four more deep breaths for relaxation, it's we'll do four. Ten. If it's a plank, right? Yeah. It's definitely one more. But I didn't realise how much I mumbled, and then that kind of brings me back to 
repeating things for your children and um, you know when you've explained something you've just mustered up the energy to explain it you know a situation or something we're going to do after school for example mm-hmm. and they were like I don't know what you mean explain that again and then you've explained it again oh. and now I wonder if in general it's just that I actually spend my life mumbling maybe this podcast is going to help with our I don't think it's anything to do with mumbling because I had this with my youngest yesterday and I was trying my best not to lose my shit over it. So she was essentially asking, how long was it until Christmas? Yep. Okay. But this was confusing because the oldest started saying, how many more days of school until the Christmas holidays? How yep. many more days until Granny and Papa come and yep. visit? And how many more days till Christmas? So I'm there in my head like, okay, okay. But really I'm thinking one fucking question at a time, please. So I'm driving along. So I start saying it in days and then I'm going to weeks. And then my youngest is getting really cross and she's like, just tell me how long it is. And I'm like, I am darling. I am telling you how long it is. They find it really challenging. And she is finding that challenging. So we're talking about three separate things. How many days? how many weeks it is what but month I think, Christmas is I think is they in. all go through that phase though don't they I notice this with Eldis uh, she's a bit better with it now but she will say something like so when are we going say when are we going to the beach for example <clears throat> I'll say we're going in two hours how long is two hours okay well two hours is 60 minutes times two but how long is that yeah I know I, oh, it's so fucking irritating. Do you know what I often say? You don't have say? to break it down more. I'm like, okay, well, there are 60 seconds in a minute. No. <laughs> this is what I mean. So if you go down to the seconds, the minutes, the hours, I end up saying, we're going this afternoon after lunch. I'll tell you just before we leave. Because they don't, that. they don't know how long it is. Or they end up saying things like, but, but how long is that? And I say, um, it's about as long as it takes you to eat a fucking meal. Two hours. To be brutally honest. Oh god, it's so true, isn't it? We've have... actually started having dinner from pickup now, so I've decided that. So it's finished by bedtime. <laughs> I do have a little tiny bit of time by the time I collect elders. Sorry, did I just spit? So not corona friendly. Anyway, <laughs> um, by the time. I collect her and come back and before I start work again I generally have a little bit of time so I've decided now that we will do hot meal at like 3.30pm just so that it might be finished by the time I come back from work at say 7pm do you sit down and eat with her? I attempt to yeah, but then okay. I could literally I could tell you I could literally eat 10 meals 10 meals by the time she finishes one Yeah, right. so she's always like Mummy, but you fin- you're already finished. And now I've set my own. I'm like, yeah, well, the only other option is I go and get literally a whole another meal and come sit back down with you. Because it is... It, yeah, it is how? the most frustrating thing in the world. And my... Okay, so this happened last night. And the last two nights I have made some of my children's favourite meals, which I'm like, they're guaranteed to eat this. Yes. Okay. So one, again, was a pie because I had to do it with pastry after last week with Especially a rancid little one. pastry Little situation. one loves pastry, doesn't she? She, gosh, she is a carb, carb queen. So did my pie and then the second day was a fish pie. Again, it's been a firm favourite since they were babies. I knew they were going to eat it. Oh, did they fuck about something chronic? 
oh my it was absolutely painful and my husband sat there and at the end of it he was like can we not eat with the children in the evenings because it puts me in a really bad mood it puts me off my food and it puts me in a really bad mood so what's the new decision i'm the one who went food shopping to buy it all bring (laughs) it home make it and then they just sit there prattling about spilling everything knocking it over they want a drink then they want to go to the toilet the toilet thing is when they keep getting up and down up and down then they ask really annoying questions like how do you grow a broccoli where does broccoli come from people might think that's interesting no just eat the broccoli (laughs) just pick it up and put it in your mouth the chewing i mean you should see my young youngest chew a yogurt You've never seen anything like it. And we're there going, it's a yoghurt. You don't need to chew it. Just swallow it. Just put it in your mouth and swallow They're it. They're both so different, though. The eldest, she, like, holds it like a hamster in her cheek. I say, are you eating? She's like, she points at her cheek. It's yeah. to show that there's food in I'm like, I appreciate there's food in your mouth. I just feel like it's been there for about 20 minutes. Is it still there? Um, but Mr. T, the one thing he finds infuriating is the waving of food. So, you know, if you've picked, like, up something bread-like, for yeah. example, and it's the waving of it nowhere near the plate and crumbs oh. going everywhere. And I would definitely say that Mr. T is higher on the cleanliness scale than myself. Mm. Yeah, he's yeah. a little bit... Well, you know, yeah. he's a little bit more... Yeah, so it's my Things need to be in more order. Well. So the waving of food just does not go down. I would tell you, though, I did this course. I love doing a good course. A couple of years ago, by the way, don't worry, there's no advice coming anyone's way. No advice. Don't panic. No advice. Um, On sort of mindfulness eating and improving your relationship with food. And it was a brilliant course. And it was actually the one time I literally could learn the best skills from elders. Because one of them was slow eating. Mm. Can you slow your eating down? And I remember her saying to me, Mummy, I can teach you a thing or two about that. I thought, yeah, but, I, you know, slow eating and then there's just... There's hamster holding <laughs> for four hours. I mean, we do, literally do not have time for this. So she did did try and give me a few tips. I think she really, really loved that. She reveled in the fact that, that was my task, was to try and slow down. Yeah, I swear day. my eldest in particular, she should be French. Okay. Just to go on like nice and long just lunch. Just to have a long two hour lunch, a little siesta. You know, they have a couple of hours off school for yeah. lunch and then they go back to school. There's quite a lot of European countries, she, isn't it? Honestly, she should be French. Here, do you know how long they get for lunch? I know, I can't believe it. Like 20 minutes. Yep. She couldn't eat a yogurt in 20 minutes. No. Neither can my eldest. I come back and I'm like, you ate three pieces of popcorn. Three pieces of popcorn. <laughs> Oh, God. She's like, well, mummy, it wasn't very much time. By the time we sat down and basically yabbered at our friends for 20 mm. minutes, which, to be fair, as you can tell, Nicola and I are a little bit of talkers. We probably wouldn't get yeah. very much done in 20 no. minutes together, would we? Well, no, in well, isolation, I... yes. Yeah, but... but I can because I've got so much to say. I just ram it in <laughs> as quickly as possible, eat it, and then yeah. carry on talking. No, I tell you, it's the one thing for me. You know, people generally, they say that they overeat, for example, if they go out for dinner. Oh, no, I but it's for me I'm totally opposite mm. I'm just that re- I am literally like eldest when I go out I'm just kind of I just have so much to say I mean it's it's a real surprise for all of you to think I would have so much to say <laughs> but I just spend by like a whole evening just talking it's why if you ever have a drink that you are definitely going to get pretty smashed quite soon because you realise that liquid goes down far quicker than food when that's you are having a conversation that's why they have a bread basket there isn't it oh is that what it's for 
That's what I assume. Oh. Because they bring your drinks you out to for the chatty table. women. Also, do you take a long time to pick your food off the menu? Yes. Oh my god, my to... husband gets so annoyed. Well, he does it. He pretends not to get annoyed. No, but, but not I can tell not if is. I'm with Mr. T. But oh. say if if I was to go out with a group of people, the distraction and the waiters come back for the fourth time. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh no, I just need to look at the menu. Just because you're not ready. That's why I always ready. order a drink first. Exactly. So they do your bring drinks first. Bring sparkling water, please, to the table, whatever it is. And yeah. Then, and then they bring yeah. the bread to soak up, obviously. If you are drinking. Yeah, yeah, if you're drinking because you're taking so long to pick your meal. Mm. I mean, the other day, I'm not joking. So my husband and I go out for a meal. Somebody had recommended a really nice Italian to go for. Mm. And I picked my starter. I was quite happy with that. And then I was obviously chattering something chronic. And then he came over and I said, oh, two more minutes. I continued with my story. He came back two minutes later and I hadn't looked at the menu. So I looked down and essentially picked the first thing I saw out oh, of panic. God, what did you pick? It was essentially macaroni cheese. <laughs> which, considering I had gone out for a nice meal and my husband had ordered something that looked really delicious and far more interesting than macaroni cheese. Yeah. And it arrived and I was like, spaghetti? In a parmesan no, sauce. I was, just, Is that I was the literally. Best oh, I could do? God, that winter sun is a bit bright. I know. Blimey. God. You try to tell us something, sir. I'm going to get my sunglasses yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. I look a bit more miserable. I am completely wrong about it being winter's English day. But mind you, you do get nice sun in England sometimes now in the winter. Yeah, occasionally it peeps through yeah. for a second before it rains, doesn't mm. it? But I was just talking anyway to a friend um, regarding. <laughs> Sorry, Nicholas, just side your sunglasses should i take them off is it distracting you They're i wore not... these oh my god my husband nearly disowned me i wore these the other day because we went to a lighting place okay to look for new lighting for the hallway and i swear i was going to get a migraine i've never seen so many lights on in my life yeah. and you're meant to obviously be looking up at all of them to see which one you you like thousands upon thousands of lights looking at bulbs we just seen those things in the eyes yes. you know, circles so i had my sunglasses on to save my poor eyes and my husband is looking at me like can you be a little less mental for like four minutes just four minutes stop looking so ridiculous but i couldn't no to be honest my mum would definitely wear sunglasses that um <clears throat> anyway coming back to the italian I was just talking to someone about this this morning that there are certain dishes, aren't there, that you would, that you make at home that you're just not going to order out. It's just like like a penny arabiata. You have to get a really fancy Italian for them to, like, make penny you... any better than the one that I would boil and stick a bit of tomato sauce on. Oh, absolutely. You know. So I went to this place with my husband in Cannes once, mm. okay, and it did the best ravioli I've ever had uh-huh. in my life. Like, to the point where I would be pushed to ever order it again. Because, because so I good. don't think it would ever match yeah. up to this. And we're talking... It was probably 12, 14 years ago. It was a long time ago. But the memory is still there. It was delicious. Yeah. It's like okay. if you went to Italy, you'd obviously... It would be okay having spaghetti or penne or something yeah. there. Because they've done it properly. Yeah. But doing it from your standard Italian exactly. down the road, no. I'm, no. So we're in this restaurant and my husband, he ordered ravioli and he said, mm, it's okay, I don't know if it's that fresh. Okay, sorry, are we parked inside a construction site? Yeah, it's fine. 
It's all right. Yeah. I'm just sorry, everyone. I was just there's a lot of cranes going on around us, but it's all right. And Do you know what? There's loads of other people parked here. Worst case scenario, just put your hazards on. Well, they might just pick us up with a crane yeah. and put it on the road. Okay, Karen. So he's got this ravioli, and he doesn't think it's perfectly fresh. Okay, so he's like. Um, I'm like, oh, how's your meal? He's like, it's okay. I don't know if the ravioli's that fresh. And I went, oh, can, reminding him yeah. of when we were in Cannes and we had this amazing ravioli. And he went, no, it's probably frozen. It's not canned. <laughs> I was like, I didn't mean it was canned. We're in a very nice <laughs> restaurant. They're not going to serve you canned ravioli, for God's Did sake. Did you remember it? I not? meant can. And he was like, oh, okay. But it's where he looked at him and he went, no. It's not canned. <laughs> I was like, oh, for God's The sake. fresh thing, though, I don't know. So I know we were speaking about this before with like meal prepping. So sometimes I will do a bit of meal prepping for the week and shove some things in the freezer so they're easier to pull out. Mm. But Mr. T can always... He's always a bit fussy about leftovers and about having anything frozen. And I think I got completely caught out yesterday. So... Um, <laughs> There's leftover pasta, okay, and some sort of fried tofu thing that I made before that I got out of the freezer. So um, I heated the pasta up, and then he was like, it's stone cold, did you just make this fresh now? I was like, oh yeah, but about an hour ago, it's probably just that it's cooled down quite a lot. He was like, looking at me so unconvinced, but I just think... We just can't be too fussy on the fresh front. I, mean, I don't I, have multitasking really, mummies, as we're saying. Don't yeah. have, we just don't have time for all that stuff, I hate throwing food yeah. out, though. It's like a real, real issue of mine. I really hate throwing food out. So do you just freeze uh, leftover portions or put in the fridge? <sighs> no, I tend to give them to the children. No, so this is my Because I don't thing. necessarily... Well, I mean, I okay, so last night we had a fish pie. Yeah. There's a little bit left over. Yeah. But pastry you can't refreeze, can you? No, so I wouldn't do that. So that I would probably give it to the children and they will they're a bit spoiled so they will look at me and go we had this yesterday and I'm like well if you eat it you can have a chocolate <laughs> no but I literally got into this thing of freezing leftover portions hmm. and putting them in the freezer and most of the time it goes down pretty well but what you have to do is take the frozen item out when no one is in the house oh yeah then yeah put it into a pan yeah. and pretend you've just cooked it fresh and start heating it up mm-hmm. but you would think it's bad enough to do that for your children but it's no it's more that i have to sneak the thing out of the freezer from the husband yeah to put it into the pan to heat it up for him he is probably the most fussiest when it comes to like fresh so i understand like when he when we go out he's always like oh i think this is this it's not it's not fresh or he will what's really interesting he will pick the time of day for that we go for dinner yeah based on whether or not he believes that they would have either had time to make fresh food or it it wasn't left over from lunch or it wouldn't okay so, so my husband that. is exactly the same no so way, we had really? gone out to dinner on saturday yeah. evening and he was like oh, we should have gone last night i think this is left over from yesterday or possibly how do they know lunch. though i don't know i'm just so grateful that i'm not cooking yeah so even though i'm probably spending 25 pounds for macaroni cheese i am so grateful that i didn't have to cook it that that is good enough for me yeah as he is a little bit more picky about it and he also if i start cooking something he'll say when did you go shopping this week when did you buy that how many days old is that yeah he would literally where did i just smell it yeah smell it yeah check it smells all right 
if you're not quite sure give it to one of the kids just they will give definitely give you your opinion that it's not quite right but yeah i don't know i mean i'm not like too bad i know people that will for example eat yogurt that's like two weeks old i'm not like that that's so gross isn't it no No, 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 i i do stick to pretty much sell by dates but i do feel that there are like you know a few leftovers and it does help but just when you're busy just to have a few things in the freezer just to pull out no? so this is very interesting to go on to our conversation so we said listeners um we said this after it stopped recording because last week we were oh, moaning stop? on for so long we didn't even get to say what our subject would be this week oh, but did we did cut? Yeah. But we were just whinging to ourselves and it wasn't recording. So this week, we were going to talk about multi- working yeah, mum multi- versus stay-at-home mum and the multitasking yeah. of mums and of general. Both, because I think it's actually quite good, isn't it? Because, Nicola, you don't have, like, a what's called a traditional job yeah. right now. Um, and I guess my job's not that traditional, but I still do work. But both of our lives, I think, are really busy in totally different ways. Essentially, and you're employed and you are paid to do what you yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. And I work for free. That's <laughs> basically it. And I do remember when I first had eldest, I had just under two years off. I took off. And it there were so many times during that time I just wish I worked just to escape the house a little bit. So mm. I do feel, as you know, I think it's definitely underrated, isn't it? Being but this is what, what they I traditionally mean. call a stay-at-home mum, whatever you want to call it. It swings and roundabouts, yeah. isn't it? Because half the time, I am wondering how on earth you manage to get done everything you get done in a day, and how you're still so bloody chirpy about it. But do you think I am? I spent I like I'm a lot happier this week, but last week I did spend what was it, Nicola? About three days hiding in my car. We were both miserable <laughs> sin last week. We I was were like, I'm so hiding in my car, miserable. Got some dark chocolate. Normally does the trick. No, not happening. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm quite chirpy. But then you also think that you have like so. If you work with colleagues and some of them are a little bit irritating, mm-hmm. it can get a bit draining, right? Yeah. But when children are asking questions after questions after questions all day, mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit sometimes like having an irritating colleague with you all the time. Yeah, and I, you know, I've said this to my husband. But you actually love them and you want to be nice to them, so you it's do... not like you can just be like, okay, could you just fuck off, Dave? It's not really well, exactly. the same thing, is it? Right. Okay. So that that is very true, and I think. <laughs> They do, it is very much swings and roundabouts. And I'll say this to my husband. He could have had a really stressful day at work. He's dealing with lots of different situations. Mm. Some things are going wrong. And I'm sure it's very stressful and he has some very annoying colleagues. But, but he doesn't no have a groupie point, going into the toilet with him. Like, at <laughs> no point does he have to wipe someone's ass yeah. during his day. I doubt anyone's ever spat in his face at work. No. No one's thrown up on him at work. No. No one's cried because he made them a drink and it was in the wrong coloured mug. No. I highly doubt that has ever happened. <laughs> you know. I think it's also the not that you like all adults are predictable. We are all human. But as you get older, your predictability of the way that you handle a situation is a little mm. bit more in line. So exactly that. If I was to make a colleague which I don't do by the way, it's just an example, a coffee in their cup, their favourite cup, and give that give that cup to them that day, the chances of them screaming at me saying it was the wrong cup 
yeah. is very unlikely. Yeah. But with your child, you just have no idea if that's going to happen, do you? No, and you and don't it know comes what's going to happen. And <clears throat> you make it, and they might get upset because it's in the wrong cup. You try it to make sure it's the right temperature, and you either get shouted at because that's mine, you're drinking my drink... <laughs> You know, you just can't get it right. Basically, it doesn't feel like you can ever get it right. Then they probably spill it yeah. down themselves on the floor. Yeah. Then you shout because you've got to clear it up, and you have to make it again. And I think it's volatile relationship, isn't it? It's quite volatile. Yeah, there's one level. So I am not employed. I'm not working. I'm. What did I read? I am referred to here a trailing spouse. Have a trailing you heard that? no. Yeah. Because trailing a, spouse yeah because i'm an expat who has come here for my husband's job okay okay, okay so it's so his trailing job him. that sent us here and i have come along as the spouse with the children so i am referred to as a trailing spouse hmm. how do you feel as well because i remember this for me personally being a really like funny um like weird feeling and it's not that Mr. T ever made me feel like that because it's not you in him. Finances, yes. aren't you? Yeah. But I, it, I used to find it really challenging, even though both jobs, like you're bringing up the children, mm. so someone needs to do that. Yeah. Um, but because it's like it's not given a value, mm-hmm. it was really. I just personally found it really difficult to do things like to go and get a starbucks or like to do things that i I might still in my nature find like treating myself can be a bit more challenging anyway but i found it so ridiculously difficult and i just felt like i always had to ask for permission which is the most bullshit thing ever because either uh, one person has to do work one person has to look after the kids or you know at least that or there has to be some someone has to be there for the children you know um, and I don't know why it's so odd. I wonder if that's just a female thing, if it's like, and if it's just that in society we have such like a. God, this is getting a bit deep. No, Sorry, I totally, totally get what you mean because I have this feeling. So if I get something new, like a new dress or a new pair mm. of shoes or something, there has to be a reason for it. Okay? Yeah. So it ha- it's a treat because it's my birthday it's christmas it's mother's mm. day i mean i will find or if mr j forces you to do it like you occasion. haven't done it there yeah. is some bloody occasion yeah. for everything and i like oh well i need some new perfume but it's nearly valentine's day or i need a new dress but it's me- nearly mother's day so that can be my mother's day present or that can be my birthday present as my husband She's trying to look for validation for yeah, it yeah will look to me and go why don't you just buy it because you want it? Why don't you just... You don't have to need it. Why don't you just buy it because you want it? So I don't have a husband who... I mean, he's very easygoing about that sort of, yeah. sort of thing. So this is down to me. That's what I mean. I so still have that with Mr. T. But I just remember it being a, a really funny thing. Yeah. That in those first two years when I was, you know, essentially bringing up... Um, the eldest without any help or anything like that um, and I loved it but there were just that moment those moments where I felt sometimes that really weird guilt about spending money even though obviously because you're not actually physically earning money no so but to be spending it, it money it doesn't I know. make sense but it's just a really bizarre thing and I wonder how many other people feel that 
Um, and even sort of having a big say on where money goes, I felt it was really, at that time, really, really challenging. Not that I'm hugely better at it now, I bring yeah. money into the scenario, but I would say that it was something that I just really struggled with. And even though the job of bringing up a child is really, really important, and it's obviously, like we said, someone has to do it in the family, um, it just was always surprising to me how much... Mm like being in that such situation how how awkward it made me feel I guess yeah no I and I get that and I still suffer with it massively how do you do you, how I know this is not an advice show at all but how do you feel like okay so a couple time of things thing or what is that? no because I don't think it's a time thing because mm. it's you know seven nearly eight years yeah. and I'm still, still in that, that situation mm. so I think a couple of little changes were made so my husband and I talked about this and he was like well it's just one pot of money it's our money for the whole family and you just use whatever you want whenever you need to and so one issue I had massively when we moved here is every time you spend money okay it sends a message to your phone to tell you what you've spent and where okay and we weren't used to this back in the UK I think they do it now in the UK as well right but we weren't used to this okay so Initially, it was a little bit of a running joke, but I found like I was essentially in a big brother situation being watched because it would get sent to my husband's phone because it was his bank account in his name and we both had access to it. So say I've just gone to the supermarket and have been shopping. My husband knows where I am and how much I've spent. Okay, so he would get a text message and he would jokingly say, oh, what's for supper then? Because he knows that's where I've been. And I was like, I know you're only joking, but this feels like Big Brother. Like, you know exactly where I am, what I'm doing, and how much money I'm spending. I actually had a client do this, and they went to Waitrose here. I think, I don't know what she spent, bless her, but it was a ridiculous... Like, think of a normal week, and then triple it. Yeah. And she said it went through, and she said, as soon as she paid for it, she counted her head 10 seconds before the phone call came through, like what are you doing like where are you spending but it does feel like that doesn't it because i think one one side of it is fraud here have you ever had fraud here no i haven't okay so we have and it was a tiny tiny thing it wasn't a big amount but we did have to cancel all of our cards straight away yeah order new ones you don't get it back like you might say in the uk exactly so in the uk you know your credit cards are protected and and they will call you the bank will call you and be like that seems suspicious in fact it happened to me the other day um someone bought me a, a mobility scooter Ah. from my account they were like mrs caraman that doesn't sound like you would be buying a mobility scooter from curry's yeah is that you but as we all know i'm not very good on looking at apps so thankfully good old hsbc they were on to it straight exactly. away yeah so they do that in the here UK, you have to be more on it but right? you've got to be careful yeah. so the whole text thing is a really good idea yeah. that you know if something like that happens and we had a another sort of slightly fraud situation yesterday where my husband said have you set up an account with whoever it was Mm. and I said no and he said okay it's obviously a dodgy link I'll just delete it and ignore it so it's a good idea on one level to protect you but on the other side I'm like do you know what I can't handle like the stress of it yeah that's so it was a very simple solution that set up my own account and a chunk of money goes in there every single month yep. 
and that is mine to spend exactly how, how I want like. It. And you can budget. And I still have it access to all of the other money in the other accounts. For, so that's like, fine. Family shopping. But if I things, want yeah. to go and buy a birthday present for my husband, now he doesn't get a text message to say where <laughs> I've been and how much I've spent because yeah. it just ruins the surprise. Know, he already exactly. knows. In fact, I think that happened to me. Was that last? Um, I think it might have been last Christmas that I bought Mr T a present um, I can't remember it, but it was quite funny that it, it was kind of like our joint money I yeah. was like oh wow it was a really nice gift to myself thank yeah. you thank you very much but yeah no exactly um, and yeah, do you know I what know. I think the other thing is when you are working and you're employed you gen I mean this is another separate thing hmm. between being employed and self-employed yeah. and having your own business because I think if you're employed you generally have your set days your set hours sure, yeah. your holiday you've taken that time off you're not obligated to work I think when it's your own company you yeah. put in a lot more time and effort and it's probably a little bit like it swings around parenting because you yeah. don't you know parenting it's 365 days a year I don't I don't get days off I don't yeah. have weekends off I don't have evenings off I don't have but nights I think this off is a little bit on call as well where it's maybe and I don't want to really sound too gender biased but I feel that as a working mum maybe things change now but I feel that the thing is as well that Save. I, I mean, I'm quite lucky. I work for myself pretty much, so I choose my hours. Can we turn this temperature down? Yeah. It's boiling now. Crikey. What was it on? You've turned it down to 26. That's the temperature. Have you turned it down to 26? No, the 20, 26. We're <laughs> the temperature outside. Oh, I just got to open. Oh, God. I the temp, get some fresh the air temperature in. outside is 26. We have the heating on. Oh. Oh, it's just like a winter's morning in England here, isn't it? Just like a winter's morning. 26 degrees with a heating on. No, it's not. People will think you've lived here for decades. Oh, what I was saying oh. about being, being a working mummy is that when you take... I don't have deodorant <laughs> under both arms, by the way. I've only managed one arm. Oh, look, you get electric. You have an electric window. I don't have a wind-down window on my side. I'm spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing about being a working mummy is that when you actually take time off, it's normally because you're also going to do your other job, which is looking after the kids. Yeah. So, not saying that daddy wouldn't be the same way, but possibly his might be, if you take Mr. Jane as an example, like a golf trip yeah. with, the, with the boys, whereas yeah. mine would be to go and watch an, like a school play. Exactly. Yeah. So, no, I would say I that's, that's the only other thing. And yeah. I. But I also, I want to ask you another question on this, because I wonder how you handle this. So we talked about the finance being a little bit awkward. <clears throat> As you can see, I just didn't handle very well not, not being employed for two years. Um, but also the other thing I found really challenging for the two years that I, I wasn't back working was the idea of um, lions on the weekend. Now, I can't even pretend this has changed because I am still the morning person who gets up every day on the weekend partly because that's just my schedule but also because mr t if you've met him he is just nocturnal almost mm -hmm. yeah um but it was i almost found it quite difficult to say look i know you've been working and doing this um but equally i'm working and could i have a morning off yeah, so, so how did a, you negotiate that? Well, mine's the reverse, to be perfectly honest. Oh, really? So I love sleep. 
Yeah. I mean, it's like one of my favourite hobbies. So last night, I had nine and a half hours. Yeah, you were saying. I'm feeling quite smug about that. <laughs> um, partly because I did have a headache yesterday gone? evening. It's gone, it's fine. But I did have one yesterday evening and um, I couldn't seem to find, I think it was probably upstairs, I was just being lazy because of my massive, you know, mm. boots at home. But I couldn't seem to find any just normal ibuprofen. So I found a nighttime ibuprofen. Have oh, you wow. seen this? No. It's like an Advil night. It's basically to help you sleep. Okay. But I thought... So it's got lavender in it? Probably. <laughs> it was purple. It was so purple, probably. Purple. Um, so I thought, oh, I'll just take those. Well, that knocked me out. Something chronic, didn't it? I mean, I was in the middle of just watching a TV programme about quarter to nine at night. I was just flat out on the sofa. And my husband's like, I think you should maybe just go to bed. I was like, no, no, I, I'm still listening. I've just got my eyes closed. <laughs> Clearly fast asleep. Anyway, so I really love my sleep. I'm a real eight or nine hours a night sort of person. But one thing I really struggle with here, I like to be up for a few hours in the evening once the children have gone to bed for yeah. just adult Sanity. time yeah. just conversation TV a quiet house so generally the children go to sleep about 7 o'clock 7.15 yeah. we're quite strict on that aren't yeah. we yeah. this is actually something we were just talking about the other day weren't we yeah. with the daddies are a little bit more relaxed about yeah. bedtime but actually I think they're missing a trick on that because I do think if the kids go to bed early-ish I'm not saying put them to 5pm but you know like you know early enough that it's smooth transition to bed yeah you get some adult time yeah and the next day they're not as cranky so exactly. do you feel I'm sorry daddies if anyone's listening out there anyone who thinks it's worth keeping your kids up to nine it's not missing a trick you're missing a trick so I really do think children in bed at seven and then going to bed at about ten-ish something mm. because I'm like I've got a few hours of sanity yeah. in the evening and I do really like that but I am the person who gets up every single morning with them during the week yep. okay so I am up toilet teeth brush get them dressed do their breakfast lunch boxes bags hair um I make this sound like it's a smooth track. It's not. Every single morning it is. You know, they stand there like scarecrows. They're so flipping lazy while I just dress them. They put one foot out for me to put their shoes so on. And they just stand there eating their pan of chocolate while I'm doing their hair. But my husband generally gets up about half an hour later than I do. And he comes out to give them a kiss in the morning. And I mean, like he's very nice he made me my tea this morning and his job is normally put the children in the car put their bags in strap them in start the engine and put my travel tea in whilst I quickly put some deodorant under one arm gargle <laughs> some mouthwash and no. attempt to get dressed quickly but I'm the person who gets up every morning sets an alarm and does yeah. that with them so on the weekend I do like a lie-in yeah. I really do so do you have one each day on the weekend I mean is really controversial and if he listens to this it's going to be a bit difficult no I tend to take them both okay we might end the conversation here because I feel yeah. like we don't want to change the scenario well no I really don't want to change the scenario I love my weekend lions and occasionally what's a lion will... for you what's a lion what time I mean you'll be disgusted by this no 10 o'clock yeah that's nothing for Mr T I mean I, okay so generally the children will wake up 
play a little bit. They'll come in, they'll see Daddy at about 7 o'clock, 7.30, ask for some milk. He'll generally get up, get them some milk and a snack. And then he'll go, and back then he'll go back to bed. And then he'll go back to bed. And he'll sit on his phone. Yeah. And, like, because they're, they're a, bit a little older bit now. older. It does make a difference, They'll watch it? some TV, they'll play with their toys. And they're in and out. They're yeah. in and out. Can you put my shoes on my LOL doll? Can yeah. you do this? Can you do that? They're in and out. And I generally sort of turn over, open an eye and say morning and then kind of go back to sleep. And yeah, But I it just... works for both of you, doesn't it? And that's the thing. I always think, like, to be fair to Mr T, he does work late mostly into the night. Yeah. Um, I think that since he was a music producer, like, he is... 4am would be a standard go-to-bed. Oh, to bed. word. So you can imagine, like, even if he wakes up at 10 um, or 11... Yeah. That is actually still not loads of sleep, is it? No. Um, so, yeah, I can see for him it's just, like, it's that's his, like, pattern of sleeping. And he likes to work when there is no no distraction at night time. So I get that. Um, and I, I also, equally, I understand from his point of view that I actually do like mornings. So yeah. it is kind of, would kind of be a bit irritating for the person who likes mornings to just have a little doze in till nine while the person detests morning with all their life waking up at 5am I think it's yeah and it is also very different I'm talking about how things are now yep. with the children when at they were smaller this age because when they're smaller they need you know like you I breastfed my children and for quite a long time yeah. So if ever they woke up in the night, yeah. I did 100% of ever the night wakes yeah. because I was the one who would go to them and think nine times out of ten, they probably just want feeding, they want comforting. Even That's if it. they're teething, like a two-minute feed was going to soothe them yeah. and they go back to sleep. As my husband could be walking around rocking them for an hour, which... You know, and two minutes of boob was going to settle them. I actually saw that. Do you, I was watching an episode of Peppa Pig the other day. Yeah. Not on my own, with a two-year-old. Yeah. And there was there was that one where... Crying like, baby Alexander. Yeah. Oh, dear God. We, we banned we that episode. We trumpet. trumpet. We banned that episode in our house. But it's I not allowed like to it. be watched. Miss um, Peppa Pig's mummy is so passive-aggressive. Aggressive. Yeah. And she's like, what did she say? It's really funny. She said, do we really have to make this noise? Yes, because baby Alexander only sleeps with noise and he gets to jump it out. Oh, daddy pig used to walk, yeah. you know, Peppa ran the garden. In other words, shut up yeah. and try another tactic. I literally think, by the way, we are next to a pneumatic drill. So as um, we know, audio is a little bit of an interesting thing. We are, you know, when we become more professional in about 10 years time, we might record this properly. But we do but actually now, have a recording. We do. Thing. Yeah. Well, I, I say to, we. Rowena has yeah, it. Yeah. I just need to work out to turn it on. What's it called? A recording thing. What is it? I don't know. Mister T got it for me with all his technology stuff. The thing is, I just need his expertise to do it. Okay. I'll ask him how to turn it on anyway. So I think they're like they're two main things for the multitasking thing. I wonder what what else do you think like that you notice that would be quite different from multitasking? Okay. For example, I'll give you another example. Like, I definitely need a lot of help from Nicola on a daily basis with the mm. school app, for example. I do feel in general you take on a lot more of those kind of jobs that you should probably do as a mummy that I just decide to go into denial and ignore until someone reminds me. You're quite on top of these things, but aren't you? But do you think that's because I think we all do this with set things 
you know that I'm going to remind you. So in your head, yeah. that's sort of delegated to somebody else. Yeah, and my husband probably has, like, Nicola will do that, so he will mentally delegate that to me. And I have, in my mind, I don't deal with those things. I mentally delegate yeah. that to him. 100%. And I think that's the th- I think, honestly think that's the thing at the end of the day is that whether you are you have an employee job that you are paid for or you are with the kids all the time or you have a combination of both we are in today's life or society we're all busy yeah it's just our our business looks different exactly do you not think and i yeah. think that's where it's lost like you know people this whole stupid argument about whether one is like harder than the other is almost ludicrous isn't it because i even think if you didn't have kids although i kind of probably still think that would be hard but jobs these days they still go on like they expect you if you don't have kids that you there's no reason not to stop working yeah I'm and sure I there's always that pressure right also particularly living here so being God, an expat for God. example God. being an expat um so when we were back in England so my husband was working and running the home and the family and the children was solely my job I doubt he would know when we paid our water bills, who our electricity sure. supplier was, anything like that. It was all down to me and the house and everything would run smoothly. And I would just occasionally say to him, oh, we're changing our internet provider tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. Here, because I'm under his sponsorship, mm, okay. this I find and he finds is much more difficult. So, you know, our house, the tenancy is yeah. under his name. So That's if interesting. I try to mm. speak to somebody about something, you can't. I can't. They want to speak to him. So he now has the responsibility of being the sole earner and provider mm. for our whole family. And he now has all these added situations he has to deal with, like the yeah. house and the visa. Which I do feel, from my end, that's also really frustrating because I do have my own sponsorship. So everything like that is under my name. Yeah. So I have the house under my name. I have the kids under my name. Okay. So I have the other thing. And you know that's quite a lot of work, isn't it? Well, it's really freaking irritating, to be honest. Yeah. And, like, it's one of those things. I try and listen to something like Dr. Wayne Dyer and Manifest manifest Your Future as I'm going into one of these places. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to visualise that it's an easy process that I'm going to walk into a parking space and everything's going to be there. I'm going to have all the paperwork and it's all going to be fabulous. Um. When reality, it's literally just luck of the draw who you rock up with. Like yeah. last time, I had the nicest gentleman helping me out, and I turned up and I literally lost half the information. He was like, oh, "I'm sure it's on the system somewhere." So he was like, obviously willing Trying to help. Trying to help you. Whereas normally they're like, "No, go come away. back, go get it." He was like, "I was like, I just don't can't face coming back." He's like, "Look, it's a renewal. Let me at least go through and see if there we can just pull it off." That. See, I had the worst. I had the nightmare situation, didn't I? I had mm. the. Wrong day, wrong time, wrong come back place, tomorrow. come back tomorrow. Come back get, in six weeks. Get in a car accident on the way there. Suffer I mean, the luck of the draw. Then, you know, I have the situation where I don't have fingerprints. Yeah. Right? So the fingerprint scanning machine doesn't work. So I'm sent to, like, four different ones, and yeah. they just keep pushing my hand down. It's not working. It's just all a little bit of a nightmare. Yeah. But my husband is the one who's getting all the notifications and all the paperwork and yeah. come and collect this from the central post office, take yeah. this to this place. And I I think for him, he actually finds that really stressful mm. that he doesn't just have, right, I'm working, I'm earning, that's sure. my job. Do you know, the only thing I would say, though, it's also down to your, probably your personality. So I would say that even though it would be irritating for Mr. T to be in charge of all of that, it's definitely more in his personality 
to like get something like admin through and be able to finish it yeah whereas it's more my personality to be like okay that looks like it's got an expiry date for another month let's just kind of yeah bury that one last and minute last minute it. and i'm like oh oh hang on no 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 okay grace period open in one day yeah and then i've got to go and do something so i think yeah i think basically what our conclusion is both are very challenging modern life is just challenging whether you have kids you don't have kids whether we you are working without working no tips and advice None. for it either oh, it's hilarious from, isn't it it's both, suck it up suck it up it's and bloody difficult it. and just if, know everyone thinks the same thing if you don't have your own account get one so yeah. then at least you know your other half doesn't get text messages of what you're spending yeah. where and when communication probably isn't it it's a communication thing yeah amongst the two of you but yeah so go. That was the end of our multitasking. That's quite thing. a serious one for us, oh, wasn't it? Was it? A bit in depth, wasn't can it? Can I can I finish it with a lovely, funny story? Oh, I think we need it, don't we? we okay, it's a bit bit too in depth. Oh, so my youngest daughter has been doing a rhyming book at school. Oh, God. Rhyming, we love rhyming, don't we? Oh, it's only God. mildly irritating. So everything <laughs> is a little bit rhymy. And she came home the other day, and she was like where's baddie daddy i was like baddie daddy yes baddie daddy i'm like oh daddy's at work he'll be back soon and then she's like mummy and i don't answer mummy cummy bummy absolute silence sorry darling mummy cummy bummy i'm like darling i don't think it's nice to call people names is it let's just stick to mummy Let's stick to mummy. And you're stuck in that really awkward situation. Do I tell her, no, you can't say that, it's rude, by drawing attention to it, or do you just completely (laughs) bypass it, thinking she's going to forget and not do it again? Do children forget these things, Rowena? You're going to let me know every time. No, they don't. Do they say them again when you go to pick them up from school and all of the other parents are waiting outside and the teacher calls your child's Uh. name and says, Mummy's here. And could she have said, Yummy Mummy! Funny Mummy! No. Does she say, Even Mummy Mummy Cummy's here! Oh, good God. Oh, well, thank you for making me laugh. I needed that after our very in-depth oh, conversation today it's just horrendous oh god where's our car stop oh no time? it's done it again okay well, it's, that's it we just leave it right everyone i think the car's overheated have you <laughs> i'm sweating in here <laughs> just sort of <laughs> oh, okay that's the end to another fabulous podcast please oh i was gonna say please come again but i thought that was yeah, don't say that. <laughs> after, our last, after your last story, we should probably end it in a slightly different way. <clears throat> um, ta-da for now. Well, what's our topic for next week? Um, Hang on, it's next week the last one? No. No. We're, we're going to do a Christmas special soon, but we'll tell you about that soon. Should we do Christmas next week? Christmas prep? Let's do Christmas prep. Anything about Christmas prep, send us your prep ideas. We need all the help we can get. Yeah. Okay. We'll start talking about Christmas next week. Yeah. Yeah. Ciao for now. Bye-bye.